0: Are you wondering how you can learn more about food? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Chakula Podcast, brought to you by the Root to Food Initiative, a show that celebrates authentic Kenyan dishes and serves you hot conversations about food in Kenya from an economic, social, and political lens. Semanasi si kwenye social media at Root to Food on Instagram, at Root to Food on Twitter, and Root to Food on Facebook. And now, here's your host, Felistas Mwalia. Hello and welcome to the Chakula podcast. Today we'll be talking to Mr. Nick Odhiambo, who happens to be an organic farmer, a great writer, and a chef all-in-one. If you follow the last episode, you might agree with me that chefs have a unique role to play in our food systems and shaping the way we think about food and understand food. Karibu sana, Nick.
1: Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here.
0: Nick is an exclusive chef with a major focus on using food as a powerful tool to solve some humanity's biggest problems. Yannick believes that food has the same power to heal us as it does to make us sick and he advocates for sustainable food systems given that agricultural production is the number one cause of climate change and the current food systems are the major contributor to malnutrition, diet-related health issues and the acceleration of the loss of cultural and ecological diversity. He uses his cooking, farming and writing to advocate for sustainable food systems. Welcome again, Nick. Thank what a you so profile.
1: Much. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad we're having this conversation.
0: Perhaps you can start us off by telling us what your relationship with food is and why do you consider this relationship important?
1: First of all, I think I... For, in order for me to talk comprehensively about uh, my relationship with food, I have to take us back to my childhood. Yeah, so um, I grew up I was born and raised in Limuru and in Limuru at the time that would have been you now the first uh, my the first interaction I really had with food given that I, I was brought up in a farmhouse. Uh, my father could uh, grow all kinds of uh, you know, uh, all kinds of uh, you know horticultural products in a in a small garden. Uh, we had uh, spinach, kale, uh, onions, tomatoes and we, have a few, we had a few fruit trees in the in the shamba as well. At the same time, on one part of the of the farm, there was a chicken pen. So that now, whenever the chicken pen was cleaned, all that manure would be spread evenly, you know, throughout the farm, right? So, you know, when I think about uh, my first relationship with food, it really reminds me of my father and the way he believed that uh, the only way that we can live. You know, um, the only way you can live healthy life, the only way you can work hard, the only way you can have energy to do anything you want to do mm-hmm. is if we are, first of all, well fed. Yeah. yeah. If, because if we are hungry, literally, it's, it's like a logical thing. For instance, you can't expect a vehicle to move if there's no, you know, gas in it yeah. or there's no uh, diesel or petrol or whatever. Yeah? yeah. So, how can we be expected as humans to function properly uh, without enough food? And not just food in the sense of uh, you wake up and you have a, a cup of tea and bread, but like, wholesome food, nutritious you know uh, nutrient dense foods. Uh, so when I think about like uh, just the whole aspect of food uh, I, first of all I think about my dad and the way he instilled in us the need to you know grow, either grow our own food or just eat as you know as naturally as possible. I remember as well that uh, his cooking style was very simple. He didn't mm-hmm. like a lot of complication. He didn't like a lot of complication in his, uh, you know, the way he cooked. Yeah, he could make very simple meals. Yeah, so that now food is not just like uh, a, a, an item to fill our stomachs. Yeah, but food is uh, is a whole, you know, a whole system. You know, food is provides a whole range of nutrition, provides strength to our bodies. Uh, you know, uh, and the, given the way we produce it, it reflects on our on our environment, it reflects on our relationship with, our, uh, you know, with, with others. Like when you think about food, it's not just something that should be taken lightly or literally, mm-hmm. but you should think about how is this, how is it impact my, impacting my life? How is it impacting uh, the environment? How is it impacting others? How is it impacting the well-being of animals? Yeah. I hope that's not uh, a, a very complicated uh, introduction to the, to the question.
0: No, no, no. What do you think of the current state of our food systems?
1: Right, right, right. Given that we are having this conversation right now in 2020, mm-hmm. it couldn't have come at a better time, yeah? yeah. Given that um, the reason, first of all, we're in a, a state of uh, lockdown and upheaval throughout the world can directly go back to our relationship with food, yeah? Right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And everyone is, you know, is, is worried about what's going to happen in the future. Uh, we are worried about, so what comes next? Or uh, all there's a lot of uncertainty. But if you look at the cause, the real cause of why we are here, it goes back to our food systems. Mm-hmm. That may be radical, but I think right now it has been, you know, it is, it is a well-known fact. That the cause of the start of the pandemic goes back to intense farming systems. Yeah, mm-hmm. in in China, for example, in the sense that uh, our food systems are broken, our food systems are inefficient, they are ineffective, they are outdated, and it is time we think holistically about what we want for the future. Yeah, by that I mean we can no longer produce food, you know, as though you know we are we are not intelligent people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean humans are some of the most intelligent you know species. Uh, In the world, but we are acting in ways that are in contradiction to that. Let me give you an example. Did you Mm -hmm. know that uh, there are over 30,000 varieties of you know plants that we can grow in the world, but we only consume less than 150?
0: I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So when you think about Mm -hmm. why we consume only less than 150, it goes back to the fact that. We have perfected the art of growing very few items, intensifying you know the the growth and production of very few items, and also the growth and production of very few animals. Yeah, our food systems basically are broken. Yeah, we need to fix it. We need to think holistically about if we want to sustain ourselves, if we want to sustain uh, the ever-growing population. Given mm-hmm. that by 2050 it will not be as it is today, we have to give note to the fact that. You know the size or the mass of the of the earth is not is not growing but at the same time the population it's is growing. growing exponentially it's growing every day every day every day yeah so when you think about that and when you think about the way we grow food and the way we interact with food something is amiss somewhere like yeah. it's not adding up
0: i actually had something on the radio on issues in nyandarwa right the fact that yes nyandarwa is an area where we expect at least people to have enough food right but the most surprising thing is that majority of the kids are facing malnutrition yes and i was just wondering is this a major is this the cause of of monocultures
1: yes yeah, so now when you think about such instances or yeah. even when you go back a few years uh i think it was in either in Yandera or just somewhere in central as well mm-hmm. um milk farmers milk farmers were pouring out, you know, tons and tons of milk because there was nowhere, there was nowhere to take it. There was no, no one to buy it, right? You remember yeah. this? Mm-hmm. So that now, where we ask, we have to ask ourselves, where is the disconnect? Yeah, where is the disconnect? Why is it that the smallholder farmer, the person who wakes up, you know, to till his his or her, you know, small piece of land, mm-hmm. maybe an eighth, maybe an half an acre, maybe an acre? Why is it that that person cannot get the most value out of their production? Yeah. right? So the reason we have to we have to ask ourselves is it does the mistake lie with the the producer does it lie with the consumer does it lie with the aggregators that is lie does it lie with the government or even
0: the distribution
1: or even the distribution yeah. of the transportation so that yeah. now the smallholder farmer who is essentially the backbone of uh, a food independent society you know uh, needs to get the most value out of their food but they don't yeah yeah if somebody is putting time, energy and mm-hmm. finances into their production. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not even at an expert level, but just at that, you know, level of subsistence, you know, farming, mm-hmm. just to feed yeah. their own family. Yeah. We have to ask ourselves why they're not getting value. Why, for instance, they go at a loss when they have so much input and not equivalent uh, and not, uh, you know, the same amount, if not more, of the output.
0: I think it's high time we empower the farmers anyway.
1: It's important. Yeah. It's important.
0: Yeah, what do you think is the impact of our food and farming systems on our well-being mm. and that of our planet?
1: Right, right, right. So, yeah, so as I started saying earlier, and I think this, this is the best example of why we should really give thought to the, what we eat, the way it is grown, mm-hmm. uh, where it comes from, right? We can no longer be those kind of people who just, uh, you, know, you know, those uh, people who are always aloof, You know, you you, you think that food comes from the supermarket or you think that food comes from the fridge or, you know, we really need to be aware of where our food comes from. We need to be aware of what impact uh, it has on our bodies, Mm -hmm. um, on our health. uh, This year, especially because we're in the middle of a pandemic and finally, you know, we may talk about vaccine, production of vaccines throughout the world. But this will not be the only pandemic. Others will come, and yeah. you know why? Others will come because if we continue with our current food production systems, eventually uh, we'll have to contend with another pandemic. Yeah, but we cannot do that. Uh, we cannot sustain year on year lo- lockdowns, or we cannot. Sus- our bodies are not meant to, you know, uh, consume such, you know, amounts of vaccines given yeah. that this year the only, the only the people the experts the so-called experts are saying that we'll only we'll only be able to move around freely after we get a vaccine yeah but now what happens to the next one and what happens after that right so we have to think about food because food is the only way uh through which we get holistic health yeah uh what we put in our body directly equals you know how our lives are impacted mm-hmm. so whether we are whether we are to be healthy, whether we are to be yeah. sick, whether we are to live. Food for all is not a privilege. It's a right. Like we have to, as long as you're a living being in this world, you have a right to food, right? And what that means is that under the international law and under the Kenyan law, mm-hmm. we we must all have that, you know, a basic provision of uh, nutritious, abundant food, not just once in a while, but each and every day of our life. And yeah. that is the only way we can... Um, think about food and that is the only way to look at food holistically.
0: Nick, you've mentioned on how food, our food systems are very complex and yes. it, com- it encompasses different activities yes. involving yeah. the production, mm-hmm. processing, transport and consumption. The current one, as per what you've said, does not seem to do future generations or even us injustice. Right. How can our acts of cooking and eating yeah. take part in this conversation?
1: Yes, so when you think about food we have to know that uh, there are different processes mm-hmm. involved from the time the seed is put into the ground and until you have the food in front of you on a plate, right? There are many people involved, many systems involved, mm-hmm. uh, and this essentially uh, now, you know, makes up for, for what you call the food system, right? In order for us to have a meaningful conversation, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have to look at where we have been, where we are, and what that could mean for the future, right? So that now, it's high time we look at food and not just be as I said earlier those blind consumers you know we can no longer just be those people who you know for lack of a better word consume food but don't know where it comes from mm-hmm. consume food but don't know how it is produced i don't understand for instance why you know kenya you know having been independent for so many years for so many decades we have to import food we have to import things like sugar maize and all these things whereas we are perfectly capable of um, you know, producing our own food there is nothing uh there's no reason why a sovereign country like Kenya should not produce all the food uh yeah. that you know the country needs right mm-hmm. there is no reason why you should be importing fruits or oranges mangoes from say israel and whatever
0: yeah
1: whereas we are perfectly capable of you supporting know, our local supporting our local yeah. infrastructure supporting our local farmers uh why, do, why am i saying this i'm saying this because food for me the way I define healthy food mm-hmm. um, the sum total of healthy food is is when we think about when we think about the production the transportation the processing and all these things if we can minimize the number of processes involved for me to get that food mm-hmm. that is when I think that the, the food is healthy for instance let me give you an example mm-hmm. I should be able to wake up and, and buy my fresh fruits and vegetables from my local food vendor yeah I yeah. should be able to walk no more than a kilometer to find my local smallholder farmer you know displaying his or her fruits and vegetables and and produce right so that now when you minimize the number of processes for instance when you remove the aspect of transportation yeah you are now beginning to positively because when you think about transportation you're thinking about you know gas emissions uh, you're thinking about also the cost the cost that yeah. people have to go through so that now when you remove that aspect f- completely for instance the transportation cost we pre- to
0: also add on I think also safety or safety does not count the safety, of, yeah.
1: the safety also because when you think about all these things for instance preser- preservation of food is a whole aspect of, of mm-hmm. you know of, of food production as well right yeah uh, so, that, so that now the longer the food travels the longer the more now you need to think about food preservation and mm-hmm. that now involves chemicals yeah. and what have you
0: yeah
1: so we need to be active, you know, active in in the way we think about food Mm -hmm. and not passive, right? Yeah. I should be able to wake up, walk no more than a kilometer, find somebody, uh, you know, uh, selling their own produce, fresh produce, without having to go to a local supermarket to to buy fruits and vegetables that have been imported. Imported. At the same time, our cooking styles should really, we need to adjust our cooking styles, Mm -hmm. right? We need uh, to think about the idea that good food does not need to be complicated Mm -hmm. yeah for instance right now in the age of social media you know there are all kinds of creative channels online that show you that give all kinds of you know amazing content and they kind of make it you know glamorous and you know people doing things in like five minutes or but when you think about what it takes to produce that short clip Mm -hmm. it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole thing right food Mm -hmm. should be simple to cook it should be nutritious. It should be delicious, and at the same time, it need not take. You need not be, you know, take so many hours in the kitchen for you to come up with something that is uh, abundant in, in 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 nutritious elements, something that is delicious. We need to th- we need to change. We need to start thinking actively about what am I eating? How am I making it? How is it impacting my life? Yeah. How is it impacting? And I the think actually most
0: people really don't think of the last two aspects you've mentioned.
1: Right. Yeah, because. Um, we are that we are passive we are passive humans when it comes to what we eat yeah yeah
0: okay totally agree with you on that every time we talk about that we all have a right to food fair enough and the government is responsible for ensuring that all kenyans enjoy the this basic right, right. do we as individuals have a responsibility also in this
1: of course we do of course we do you know this goes back to what i was saying earlier we, we cannot be those passive people mm-hmm. yeah and we cannot be dependent on, uh, you know, some kind of saviour, you cannot mm-hmm. have that saviour mentality. Mm-hmm. Someone to come from elsewhere to come and, you know, tell us what to do or how to go about our lives, right? When you think about food, we have to think about ourselves. We are, There are consumers, we as consumers, we as producers, we have to think about the producers. We have to think about the health aspect of things. Yeah. So that now there's no one person who holds the you know who holds one magical key. There's no one person who has that you know magical bullet that you know the solution. We the solution lies with all of us. Yeah, uh, the solution lies at the end of the day with all of us in the sense that. Uh, the producers have a, a role to play. Uh, the, the, the people who add value have a role to mm-hmm. play. Uh, the people who transport the food have a role to play. The government has a massive role to play in, yeah. in empowering its local food systems. And we finally, as the consumers, we have a major role to play in the sense that we, we need to be we need to demand more of what is natural, what is you know what has been produced sustainably. Instead of always relying on imported uh, food items, or we, instead of all, always relying on uh, heavily processed food items, right? So when you think about, you know, the entire value chain mm-hmm. or the entire, you the know, food system. food system, yeah, we each hold massive roles, and we cannot look at one person to, you know, to provide the solutions, you know, for all these other, you know, e- elements in the mix, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you mentioned on how we can use cookie, our cooking skills right. in this conversation. Right. How should we incorporate indigenous foods that right. are ordinarily forgotten in modern recipes? Yeah. And how do you advocate for consumption on indigenous foods, specifically among the youth? Because I believe majority of the youth have forgotten.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I think we may be an independent country, mm-hmm. but our thinking might still be under colonial rule mm-hmm. in the sense that uh, Right now, if you look, at, uh, if you walk into any random household, the staples in the house are the heavily, you know, the heavily processed, you know, food items. All, you, you know these things, all all, all all, the thing, all the food items that we enjoy are not necessarily the healthiest, but they are readily available. They are, as compared to the, the healthy options, mm-hmm. these food items are, you know, uh, they're, they're cheaper. They, yeah,
0: actually, yeah.
1: Yes, and... All of a sudden, amidst all these things happening, um, we forget who we are as a person, as as a people, right? We forget where we come from because the story of food is a story of history, Mm -hmm. it is a story of culture, it is a story of our unique uh, identities right so that now if you go to benin the, the, the people in benin should be able to provide you with their local fresh food their local indigenous foods mm-hmm. you should not go to or even you go to Makueni, you, you should be able to you know to be provided with you know the local delicacies there yeah. right but right now if you go to any household be it across the country or the continent or across the world you you find things that as i said earlier we have at least thirty thousand varieties of plants mm-hmm. uh, in the world that we can consume, but we've only perfected the art of consuming and producing less than one fifty of those varieties, mm-hmm. right? So we have to, you know, that gives, you know, begs the question why we are going wrong. Like, so yeah. what happens to the the other thousands of options, right? Yeah. And I think the idea that um, you know, uh, you know, the idea that indigenous food is you know is something from the past or the, mm-hmm. the idea that indigenous food is for people in the village actually a, people
0: link it to poor people people link it yeah. to
1: poor people right so that now you have to ask yourself i mean but our ancestors our 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 grandparents if you, you know going even back one generation our uh, mm-hmm. um, our, our parents and grandparents they, i mean they, they they live long abundant lives yeah my granddad died at, at 94 you know you know, these things, you know, whenever I could visit him and bring him all this, uh, say, uh, the, the, you know, you know that box that you always take to your granddad or yeah. your grandma, uh, he'd be like, you know, that is nonsense. You know, well, he wants to stick yeah. to his, what he knows. And it is, you know, the, the, the things that you can literally walk into the, you can forage, you can walk into the forest, you can, you know, grow your own, you know, yeah. foods, you know, you can see them, you can be able to identify them locally, yeah? So that now the distance between that place that you picked it from and your plate is the shortest distance ever. It is, uh, you know, because we don't understand plants as much as 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 much as we should do. uh, We don't understand the properties that these things also, you know, give, you know, add into our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. And the tragic part is that now the youth, because you mentioned the youth, the youth look at these things as, you know, poor people food. They look at these things as foods that only sick people should be taking you know when oh, yeah. they're lying in bed or they're sick in hospital and the way it is presented to us you know the, the way indigenous food is presented to us is so like you know it needs to change
0: and how do you incorporate it to your work I say?
1: Yeah, yeah yeah because So for me, I enjoy, you know, I I enjoy, you know, I will not say that I, every day I eat uh, indigenous food, but I enjoy yams, I enjoy potatoes as much as I, you know, uh, as much as I can on my daily foods, on my daily uh, interaction, like breakfast, lunch and dinner. I enjoy being able to... Go to the supermarket and, and identify, you know, a particular vegetable, and I know what properties it has, yeah. it, it adds to my body, or what, uh, you know, uh, minerals and antioxidants it adds to my yeah. body, right?
0: Yeah. But um, Nick, how yes. about as a chef? Yes. Do you prepare foods <coughs> to other people? Do you? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, when it comes to my own personal choices, as as an individual and as uh, a chef, my predominant food choices are plant based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is just for me, and not, uh, and not. Uh, you know, on, I'm not speaking on, on behalf of anyone. I'm just speaking on behalf of my own self. Yeah. I enjoy mostly 99 99% of the time. I enjoy uh, plant-based foods, and I incorporate them every day in my in my in my food preparation. When it comes to enlightening people on how to eat, I encourage people to eat uh, foods that you know are simple to make. Well, what do I mean by that? Mm-hmm. I mean that you should take the least amount of time in the kitchen, right? um you need not be there for hours on end and then spend 30 minutes or 25 minutes eating yeah Um, Yeah. food is you know we should food is simple and we should treat it simply as it is but at the same time we should not take it lightly that's the that's that's the irony it is simple but it gives the most it gives the most impact on our lives right so food and especially indigenous foods we should empower people to be their own unique selves Mm -hmm. right And this is what i I try to do as well in my daily life um so that now at the end of the day you don't have to eat things that you know seem fancy or seem popular i mean you should we should identify we should be proud of who we are we should be proud of our heritage and what that means should not uh you know uh it should become incorporated in in everything including the way we eat at the end of the day um i think it is important for us to Decolonize our eating systems. Decolonize the way we look at food and the way we interact with food. I want to be proud as as a Luo, for instance, yeah. to be able to eat my unique, you know, my unique foods from, you know, uh, and I want to be able to find them, you know, e- locally and easily. That now it doesn't have to be a case where when you look at the buffet, it's always, the, I mean, the things that we, you know, these things that we all know that, I mean, any buffet. Really, when you go to different events or whatever, the foods, the foods that are always there are always, you know, are always the the same.
0: As we finish, right. you have mentioned so much on the simple ways of cooking. Right. Can you just tell the listeners some of the basic, some of the basics of good cooking, right. and maybe one of your favorite recipes?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I. I don't want to be limited to one recipe.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: like I enjoy a variety of different dishes and I experiment with different dishes every Mm -hmm. now and again.
0: But you must have that favorite one.
1: Yeah, and I'm trying to think about it. But uh, I don't know. So, yeah, so I think I enjoy noodle-based dishes. Okay. Uh, i enjoy a lot of pasta i, I enjoy stuff fried dishes a lot at the end of the day the, the way that i cook uh, the way that i i look at food in the kitchen is i want to spend the shortest amount of time in mm-hmm. the kitchen but at the end of the day i want food that is most abundant in nutrients mm-hmm. i want food that is delicious and i want food that you know will you know energize me throughout the day and not i don't want to spend hours on end you know lagging my feet as the food is digested in mm-hmm. my body yeah I want the food to act within me you know and to give me strength to give me to give me nourishment in the shortest time possible and for me to be able to go about my you know my work easily uh, about my about my favorite dishes I think at the end of the day I enjoy stuff fry a lot I enjoy stir fry and uh, noodle based dishes a lot of pasta. Um, yeah, I, I I think that is, you now that you've cornered me to identify yeah. uh, that favorite meal. But yeah. I, th- I think, but I, I don't want to say that I have that one meal to go to. I enjoy quite a variety.
0: Yeah. So I sent
1: chef, Nick. No, thank you very much. I'm yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. And I hope uh, we are able to do this again sometime. So, so. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, feel free to write to us on info at org. Make sure you also subscribe on our SoundCloud account at Chakula Podcast. You can also subscribe on our Apple Podcast account at Chakula Podcast. Rate and review as well. For more information, you can check out our website, www.trutofood.org. Until next time, thank you. Bye-bye.